0: hey there i'm becca campbell your pediatric sleep consultant and this is the little z sleep podcast where i'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits and inevitably when you make change guess what happens your child protests your child isn't happy about it you know why nobody likes change and the easiest way for your child to show you they don't like change is to cry i am talking about the apprehension of having your baby cry. I hear this and I just heard it when I was chatting with a parent about their nervousness to begin any type of sleep training. So I don't want you guys to feel like I'm being sneaky or hiding behind pretty colors and stars. Guys, let's get to it. Your child is going to cry when you sleep train them. That's simply put. Now, I want to go through a couple of different scenarios that I don't think are right, but I want to imagine a line and on one end, you've got no cry sleep solution. And on the far side, the other end, you've got the cry it out method. Okay, so these are the two extremes. You've got the no cry sleep solution that talks about how you can gently train your baby to sleep through the night. These methods can take up to about six to nine months to teach your baby how to sleep well. And if that is what you want, go for it. I'm not here to twist your arm, any one way or the other. But the other method is talking about cry it out. And I want to set the record straight, again, that cry it out, the true extinction, is that you walk out the room, you close the door, see ya in 12 hours. That's the true cry it out. I've recently heard many pediatricians suggest this to families, that you should just put on headphones and let your child cry. My problem with that is that is not a plan. That is not at all a step-by-step process or plan to help your baby sleep well, but it does work for some people. So I have met people who have done the No Cry Sleep Solution, and that worked for them. I've also met people who've done Cry It Out, and that worked for them. Both of them ended up with kids who sleep 11 to 12 hours long and had great naps. And if that is you, awesome. But chances are, you are here listening to this podcast because you are very nervous you're feeling apprehensive about how much crying is involved with sleep training so i want to walk you through some things first of all if you buy any of my courses if we work together one-on-one i am not going to tell you to close the door and see you in 12 hours i'm not a cry it out we are not about to let your child be behind the door and you not do anything for 12 hours okay i just don't think that that's a plan also i'm not here to guarantee no crying I can never guarantee that. And if anybody has ever told you they can guarantee your child is not going to cry when you make change, I would be very skeptical, okay, because the easiest thing in the world for your baby, even toddler and preschooler to do, is open up their mouth and cry and whine because my four-year-old cries when she cannot wear her princess dress. So I just don't think that's possible to sleep train without making your baby upset about the changes. So you've got those extremes. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. Because while we definitely want your baby to learn quickly how to sleep, it does mean there's gonna be crying involved. I tell my families on the first night of getting started with e-coaching or personal coaching, I can call an average for your baby that's about four to 16 months old, it can take about 45 to 60 minutes for your child to fall asleep, to choose to go to sleep. That's about the average. That doesn't always mean that the child is crying that whole time, sometimes it does. However, I have had outliers, children who get in that crib, roll over, and fall asleep within five minutes for the first time ever, and have had all the way up to two and a half hours. So there is, of course, outliers on this, but the average is about 45 to 60 minutes. I'm never going to shy away from that. I want you to know what you're getting into, but I don't want to say what you're getting into and you think that that is going to set the tone for the rest of your time. Night one is the hardest. I will never sugarcoat that. Making change on night one is difficult, but you have got to be seeing measurable success. And I will say this every day of my life as a sleep consultant. If you are a baby, if you have a baby that you're sleep training and you are on night three, you've got to be seeing measurable success somewhere in these past three nights. You have got to be seeing the light and the hope that this is working. If that's not you, you've been sleep training for weeks or months. That's not what we want. Whatever method you're doing, it might not be the right one. Or you might need someone professional to step in and say, hey, you know what? You're not seeing these other details that actually matter because sleep is complex. So I definitely have had families reach out who are doing e-coaching and said, hey, I'm on night five, and this is what's happening. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not doing it correctly. This is what we need to refocus on. So that's the element of personal coaching. That's the element of me being able to say, hey, here's what we need to fix, and here's what we need to do. Majority of the time, when you get into e-coaching and you follow the step-by-step plan, you've got a kid sleeping through the night because you have a plan, and that baby was ready. But you've got to see measurable success. You've got to see by that third night, this is working. Okay. I also want you to know if you have a toddler, we're not going to really see the light on the third night. You're going to be working, working, working. And when then that first week, you need to be seeing that things are looking so much better, that bedtime is becoming a lot more structured. They're not fighting you on bedtime, that their night wakings are going down. As we get to the preschool age, it's definitely a three to four week process of undoing years of habits. But at the same time, no matter the age, four months to four years old, your little one is going to protest. So I've quickly laid out what is involved and how we should measure success. But what about crying? Becca, like get real with me about what crying does to my child, because I've heard that crying, your child should never cry out because they will have abandonment issues or trust issues, or that my child is not ready to self-soothe until they're three years old. Okay, let me be hopefully not the first to tell you that that is not true. In fact, I'm linking it all here in the show notes because I want you to research the right things, But those studies that talk about how if your child cries, they will never trust you ever again, some of those studies are skewed from orphanages, right? From situations where that child had no one to come to them. And that's a really terrible thing to think about. But your child is not in that position. They're in a loving home. Obviously, you care about their sleep because you're here listening. And I want you to be very comforted in the fact that Crying is a part of the process, but it should not ever be part of all of these endless nights of screaming and crying. That should not be happening. My favorite study, again, linked in the show notes, is from the American Academy of Pediatrics. And it talks about how after a five-year study with children who had been sleep trained, there were no negative effects from their sleep training. But can you guess what? There are negative effects if you don't teach your child how to sleep well. You already know this, so I don't really have to keep repeating myself, but broken sleep is the worst. Broken sleep causes so many issues to your health, to your marriages, to the way that you feel day in and day out. You're more susceptible to getting sick. You are absolutely at your wits end when it comes to dealing with things the next day. It's difficult. And if we're talking about a fork in the road, let's get down to it and let's make change. I know that that's going to be met with protest, probably not just by baby, but maybe by you too. But we've got to see those results. We've got to see that it's working and it's clicking. Or you can continue down your sleep deprived path and have a lot of negative repercussions. A few years ago, I had a mom call me and she said, Becca, that's it. I am ready to work with you because I've got shingles. And she said, and this is not the first time. She goes, it's been months of sickness after sickness after hospitalization and finally singles. She had enough. And we were able to completely change her situation because sleep is the foundation of your health. So I want you to know that yes, we can make sleep a thing. Sleep is possible, but I'm not here to twist your arm. I'm here when you're ready because there is going to be protest and there is going to be pushback from your toddler or preschooler. But the lifelong gift of how to sleep far outweighs that one to two nights of difficulty. And anytime we make change, whether that's going to the gym for the first time where you're going to sweat or making a career change and that first day is really difficult and makes you nervous as heck and makes you wonder why you did what you did guys, sleep training is hard, but it should not ever be impossible. So I want to encourage you, whether you need accountability or you just need to read up on some true research, scroll down in those show notes, read these things. My favorite one is from The Science of Mom, and I encourage you to check that out. I just love her. deep sigh, deep breath, because it's not ever easy to talk about crying. In fact, every time I go into a family's home and we start the sleep training process, it's not easy for me to hear your child cry. But what is always such a relief is when your child for the very first time puts themselves to sleep at bedtime. It is an amazing feeling to know that they did it. They were in control. They drove themselves to sleep. You did not have to do that. Now, To take those action steps, it's littlezsleep.com. You can check out courses, personal coaching, or just listen to more podcast episodes because there is a lot of good nuggets of truth here that you can dig into and start to strategize some things. Number 32 and 31 are the most popular episodes talking about the toddler and the baby bedtime routines. That's a great place to start. But I want to be here to send you virtual high fives and hugs because sleep training is difficult, your child is going to protest, And you are doing a great job. So I hope that gives you some insight into my sleep philosophy, where I stand on this line between no cry and cry it out. There's going to be some crying, but I want to be here to give you a plan, a step-by-step process and a step-by-step plan and accountability if you need me. Sweet dreams, y'all. See you next time.